You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your Hello team welcome to the Locked On Cardinals day. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, December the 2nd. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get 20% off your next order. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Thank you for joining the show today, and any day you listen, always much appreciated. Got some fun crossover action for you guys today. It was supposed to be uh, Nash Walker and I have locked on Twitch talking about the 1987 World Series, looking back on that, but Nash had this incredible idea instead of taking a look at some potential trade targets for each of our teams. So we each picked four guys uh, to go after, and we talked about what that might look like, what a trade proposal might look like, so... So in, in part one today, it'll probably be, be a three-parter. Uh, we talk a little bit about the non-tender deadline that, that today and a little bit about Eddie Rosario, and uh, we also talk about Nelson Cruz a little bit. But um, today we talk about our first two choices. Um, my choice was Luis Arias, and Nash Walker's choice was an interesting choice. It was the Cardinals' best pitcher. Um, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen to find out. So uh, here is Nash Walker's and I's discussion crossover uh, from the Lockton Twins and Lockton Cardinals. It'll it'll fade out as Nash is talking, but don't worry, that's supposed to happen because the next part of the conversation will pick up tomorrow. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the conversation between Nash and I. All right, so. Little crossover action today. It's December 2nd. Lucas Smith, I'm Nash Walker, Lockdown Twins, Lucas, Lockdown Cardinals. This is uh, a really slow time of the offseason, but it's the non tender deadline today. So we'll touch on a little bit of that, Lucas, as well. Um, we just kind of caught up about Thanksgiving and, you know, Christmas <laughs> plans and everything. For those who don't know, Lucas and I are, are Mizzou made or about to be in a yeah. year, May 2022. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but yes, we also. We did a post-game after that doubleheader, Twins-Cardinals. That was really fun. They split, so no one was super upset. Um, but, yeah, that was a good time. We talked about Nelson Cruz because he homered, I think, in both games that day. And we'll talk he about homers him every day. Today. What day doesn't he homer? Yeah, homers every day. And, and <laughs> you know, he is an attractive option to a lot of teams, especially if the DH – I mean, only really to NL teams if the DH is universal. What's your, uh, your feeling on that, Lucas? Do you want that to happen? Yeah, I mean, Nelson Cruz, we talked about, like I said, on that post game, but this is a guy that just continues to hit. I mean, obviously, I tweeted out, I think before that doubleheader, my favorite memory is him missing that fly ball in game six. Obviously, that means nothing to you because you're not a Ranger fan, but I just think that this is a guy that continues to, continues to hit with power, and he's not just pull, how, pull power. He's got pull-to-pull power, and he's a really unique option. And, you know, obviously, I'm not, I'm not one to say the Cardinals or even anybody to break the bank on him going into his age 39 or even 40 mm-hmm. season. I can't remember. Um, you know, so he is getting up there. But he's definitely a guy that, you know, if the Cardinals are looking for kind of a proven bat, Cruz is more than proven. I mean, he's been hitting at, at a high level for a number of years now at, across the league. Speaking of uh, proven bats, today I mentioned is the non-tender deadline. The Twins, this has been a move we knew was going to happen for like a year. They tried to trade Eddie Rosario starting left fielder last offseason, but there just wasn't a lot of demand for him because his arbitration salary is, is so high. And the reason for that is he racks up a lot of runs batted in, hits a lot of home runs, but doesn't get on base very much. And uh, in today's day and age, that's just not a very valuable player, especially for a corner, corner outfield spot. 
and especially to the Twins, who their top prospects, three or four of their top five, are outfielders, Alex Kirloff, Trevor Larnick, Brent Rooker, all knocking on the door of trying to play for the big league club. So it just doesn't make sense for the Twins, but could make sense for the Cardinals, Lucas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I tweeted out as soon as the news broke earlier this afternoon. And, you know, the Cardinals are kind of in a different position in terms of prospects. They've got Dylan Carlson, who's major league ready. He made his debut this last year, so he's obviously an outfield talent. But other than that, you've got guys like Ivan Herrera, who's a catching prospect, Nolan Gorman, who's a third base prospect, and then pitching prospects galore for St. Louis. The kind of, you know, an opposite, which is what we'll talk about in our crossover action today. Um, but yeah, Rosario is a guy, like you said, that, that salary is a little bit high. So maybe if he becomes a free agent, you can maybe nego- negotiate it down a little bit if you're a Cardinal, uh, if you are the Cardinals. But I've always liked Rosario. I thought he's, he's been a solid talent for Minnesota for, for a couple of years now. And if he's a starting left fielder for St. Louis, I think that that, that bolsters that lineup and it, it adds another threat along with Paul Goldschmidt in there. Because, you know, really the only proven guy right now, you know, that you can make a full case for is Goldschmidt. Because other than that, you got a lot of question marks up and down that lineup. And Rosario would provide a, another solid uh, bat in that lineup for St. Louis if he were able to go there. You plug him in to the middle of the, the order, and especially because Goldie's a righty. Mm-hmm. If you have Rosario hit behind Goldschmidt, and Goldschmidt gets on base a lot too. I mean, he's a perennial if he stays healthy, 25, 35 home runs. He's going to drive in close to 100 runs in a good offense. So he's just, you know, he's a he's a valuable offensive weapon he has produced a lot of runs for the Twins over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, first at bat for the Twins hits a home run. He's just – and he's got great energy. Defense struggled in left field a little bit um, in 2019, bounced back in 2020 and walked a bunch more also in the shortened campaign. Just doesn't make sense at that number for a team with so many uh, outfield prospects ready to go. But I would love to see him go to St. Louis. I think uh, he'd be a really good fit there, especially with Goldschmidt being a right-hander. What we're going to do today, uh, Lucas and I have – Four players each, I believe, mm-hmm. of targets that we like from each other's team that they could trade for. And I'll tell you right now, Lucas, I have four pitchers. What's your distribution? I got three and one. And, and I'll be honest with you, my, my pitcher's more of a dream scenario. But I got two outfielders, <laughs> two outfielders. Or I, I, no, I got two, two infielders and an outfielder. But. Okay, very nice. Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, trade targets. So I have four that the Twins could potentially be interested in from the Cardinals. Lucas has four for the Twins. Yep. Um, and if we have specific guys who might go back, we can discuss that as well. But also just talking about what we think the availability of these guys is, right? Like well, sure. what we think, uh, and, and you know, we're not in the uh, front office, but maybe because of contract, because of performance or where the teams are in their winning cycle, uh, how available we think these guys are, um, you know, moving into 2021 and on. But I also think a big factor in, in this is we don't know what these teams are going to spend, you know, this winter. I, the, the Twins, we think they're going to be around $125, $130 million in payroll. What are you expecting for the Cardinals? Because uh, that's important when we talk about taking on salary. Yeah, for the Cardinals, that was a big reason why they let why they didn't pick up their option on Colton Wong. He had a $12.5 million option and for a gold glove caliber infielder and for a decent bat, $12.5 million is a steal, but they let him walk because um, there have been reports out. There, you know, There's always mixed reports this time of year, but the Cardinals are really trying to reduce salary, and they got two guys right now that they want to bring back in Wainwright and Molina, two guys that have been there for 10, 15 years for St. Louis that they want to bring back, but at the same time, how much of that do you want to bring back just for nostalgia's sake, and how much do you want to actually bring in new talent? Um, because while Molina and Wainwright both have major league capable years ahead of them, maybe one, maybe two, you know, th- th- that's the max. How, how much are you willing to, to sacrifice 
in terms of would you rather get right. a guy that can give you four or five more years. So they're definitely going to take a, a payroll cut, it, it have been the reports, and that was, like I say, a big reason for the Wong cut and probably a reason why they didn't pick up that uh, Rosario contract, that $10 million arbitration deal uh, when he went through waivers and stuff like that. So they're definitely be looking to cut their payroll. That, that, that's been Really good. Out. I mean, this is a playoff team. You know, this is a playoff team with good pieces in place, and I have four really good players here um, that I looked at and it just jump off the page at me. More coming up from Nash and I in just a moment, but first I want to tell you about the sponsor today, Built Bar. We have a white Christmas to tell you about, as the Built Bar is introducing the all-new white chocolate bar while supplies last. You have white chocolate cookies and cream, which is 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, and white chocolate salted caramel, which is 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. Right now you get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. You heard that right. Two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, 25% off all products all weekend long. Go to BuiltBar.com and get 25% off. Plus, don't forget the promo code for an extra percent off at BuiltBar.com. So do you want to start or should I start? I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and start. Yeah, you uh, go ahead. Start with your number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip it apart. You go ahead. This is a guy <laughs> that you know I've I've heard you talk about him a couple of different times. As you know, he might be really well known to Twins fans, but not otherwise. And that's uh, Luis Arias. I'm I'm saying that mm. name right, correct? Luis yep, Arias. You got it. All right. So he he was sixth in the year, sixth rookie of the year award in 2019. He's only played two years. So he's and I got some positives and negatives listed out here. He played 32 games last year. Um, really good slash line, 321, 364, 402. Slugging's a little bit lower than what you might like to see, but his OPS plus was above average. A um, couple of the positives that I found, his expected batting average went up 20 points from, from 19 to 20. His hard hit percentage was in the bottom 10% of the league in 19, went up to 30% um, in 2020. And this is a guy, I mean, when you look at, I'm, I'm a big numbers guy. When you look at his numbers and across the minor leagues and foreign leagues, he, he's above 300 hitter. His slash lines are all above average second baseman and, or, you know, uh, utility guy rather. And I think Arias is a guy for, for the Cardinals. When you look at why the Cardinals would, would need him. I just talked about the replacement for Colton Wong. I think Arias defensively obviously is nowhere near Colton Wong, not to say anything no. bad about Arias, but Wong is a two-time gold glove winner. Um, but this is a guy similar to, to Rosario. If you want to plug Arias into maybe that two hole, maybe not four, but maybe two hole ahead of Goldschmidt, get a left right combo going there. I think that can lengthen this lineup extremely well. Another positive, when we're talking about non tender and contracts and things, he's under team control until 2026. So that's a big positive for me and, and Luis Arias. Rip it apart, Nash. Yeah, no, I, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I'm glad you, you picked him out. And he's a really interesting piece because he, in some sense, came out of nowhere. He was uh, like the 15th best prospect in the system. But like you said, hit 300 like perennially in the minors. But he had knocks on him. He had uh, ACL surgery and then just never hit for power, really. And in today's game, and especially on this Twins team, we looked past him. You know, and I think a lot of people looked past him in the minors. As crazy as that sounds with his high batting average and, and on-base percentages he had, and then he just breaks out into the scene last year. 399 on-base in 2019. Came up, 
never stopped hitting from May on, mm-hmm. takes Jonathan Scope's job at second base, and now he looks like a key piece to the future as our leadoff guy potentially in 2021 and beyond. Um, you mentioned the team control. I think Luis Arise and also his defense is a concern at second base. He's never going to be a plus defender at second base. Right. He's got knee issues. You know, you said he only played 32 games. I think it was last year. He's got knee problems. Uh, I mentioned the ACL. He's just, he, he's had injury issues with those knees. And so there are some knocks on him, but he's this guy similar to, I mean, he got Rod Crew comps, the great twin when he first came up because he just gets out of bed and he hits. And I can see this for the Cardinals. Tommy Edmond leading off, right? And then you go Arise, Goldschmidt, Eddie. I mean, that's that's a, a good top four right there. Dylan Carlson, five potentially. Um, yeah, and I could see him fitting right in there. People have talked about trading Luis Arise because they see, it seems like his value would be high in a trade, right? I mean, he's got mm-hmm. the, the years of team control. He's got the low salary now in the next couple of years. And, and he's a guy, again, who's going to get out of bed and hit and walk a ton. His swinging strike rate, I think, was the lowest in – uh, Major League Baseball in the last two years. He's just elite contact. And he was a great fit and, and a, a really welcomed difference to the 2019 Bomba squad because he was not a free swinger. You know, he's just, he's going to give you a really good at bat every time up. Um, as far as what it would take to get Luis Arise, I mean, I think it's, it's hard to gauge, especially with his injury stuff and his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, in my opinion, they see Luis Arise. He's really close with Jorge Polanco starting shortstop for the next handful of years. Um, I think he's his makeup is so, so good. They love his character. I think they see him as like a, a future face of the Twins, to be honest with you. Right. Um, so I don't know if they'd be moving, looking to trade him, but it's, it's a potential – move where they could trade him as a utility guy or starting second baseman but he also Lucas and you can correct me if I'm wrong I think he fits the Cardinals mold I think he's a really like uh gritty he he plays so hard you know he's he's a gets on base he's a really strong player and can play at different spots and I think he would fit in wonderfully in St. Louis I don't think there's any question about that yeah I think you're, you're totally right you mentioned now he kind of wasn't the, the power hitter you know the home run hitter that the twins notoriously have had over the last handful of years and you know what I really like when you when I'm looking at a young young guy I look at what they can do with, with their with the opponent's breaking pitches because that that you know a lot of guys will tell you that's the biggest difference in terms of the talent level from minor league to major leagues is the breaking yep. pitches and Arias saw you know just three percent more breaking pitches in 2020 than he did 2019 but his numbers went up um, he, you know, his batting average went up by 20 points. His slugging went up uh, a touch. His slugging per- on base percentage went up. So even though he saw a little bit more breaking pitches in 2020, his, his numbers went up. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that a guy like Dylan Carlson struggled with mightily in his first call up in St. Louis. He couldn't hit a breaking ball to save his life. You know, Change ups, especially when you look at off speed stuff. But I think Arias, like you mentioned, he, he, he does might he might fit the cardinal mold a little mold a little bit more. Um, my one concern, his splits aren't that good at all in terms of lefty mm-hmm. to righty. Um, but I, I would really like to see him, like you mentioned, as a two, and you have Edmund, Arias, Goldie, Carlson, maybe DeYoung, four and five, you, you go there. That, that's a really good one through five on any, any day or night. Um, so I think Arias, w- w- with the, the gap and the pole-to-pole contact, is, is really what, what jumped out to, to me in terms of looking at who I want from the Twins. Love that pick. Here's my number one. We're going to go to the mound. I'm aiming high, Lucas. Right-handed starting pitcher, Jack Flaherty. Wow. Three years of team control, 2.6 million projected ARB in 2021. 
team control through 2023 would cost a haul, no doubt. And here's why yeah. since 2018 minimum 350 innings pitched 50 starters. That's a 50 starter sample. He's tied for 10th in ERA through 20 with Zach Greinke 20th and FIP 369 7th and strikeout rate 29.7% tied for 15th in ERA plus with Cal Hendricks at 129 third in opponent batting average at 198 behind Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. Fifth in opponent OPS at 618 behind Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Walker Bueller. So average rank there is what I like to do is 10th. Mm-hmm. And how I always think about starting pitchers too is if you have a 1 through 30 rank for an average rank, these are these are stats that I really like to look at and everyone's got their own. But if you have a 1 through 30, those are your number ones, right? And your top, and depending on how many aces you think there are in baseball, maybe your top five to 10, those are your aces. His average rank is 10th. And I know he struggled a little bit in 2020, 491 ERA, 411 FIP, um, maybe reduces the price just a hair. But we're talking a time when high-level, top-tier starting pitchers are so highly sought after, especially after the everyone saw the Nats um, win the World Series with three just world-class starters. Everyone was like, oh, that's what we need to go do. And, and these days, it's so hard to go find that ace-level pitcher. The Twins trade for Kenta Maeda last year, finishes second for the Cy Young. So, uh, you know, they're open to trading for starting pitchers, I think, certainly. And I would actually bet that when they go get a starting pitcher, it's more likely it'll be through trade this offseason. Jack Flaherty, I love. I've loved him since he broke out last year. Looking at the numbers, love his slider. The Twins love sliders. Um, seems like a great guy off the field. I think Jack Flaherty is like my pipe dream for the Twins. But uh, what do you expect from him in 2021 and beyond, Lucas, uh, in, in his future as a Cardinal? Do you expect an extension? Do you think they'd be open to trading him, or what do you think? Yeah, you mentioned you are shooting high, my friend. My goodness. I mean, this is a guy, when you look at Cardinal history, pitching is what jumps out, right? You got Bob Gibson and you got more recent guys like Carpenter and Wainwright. They want Flaherty to be the next Carpenter Wainwright, you know, kind of went from the Carpenter era to the Wainwright era. And now we're shifting into the the, the Flaherty era in Cardinal baseball. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that the team control three years. There's there's no contract extension talk as of right now. They haven't reached out. Read an article earlier today. Um I'm blanking on where I read it, but there's no contract extension talk right now. Um, and in terms of trade availability, I, I would honestly, just to be blunt with you, Nash, I'd say zero. I don't think that there's <laughs> any chance that Flaherty gets moved to this offseason or next, to be quite honest. And when, when you look at his 2020 numbers, you mentioned the high ERA. This, this wasn't the only factor, but he got lit up in Milwaukee. Um, in his third last start of the year, gave up like eight or nine runs in two or three innings, something crazy like that. So he, that, that start ballooned his numbers a little bit. Now he wasn't anywhere near what he was in 2019 this year that, that there's no doubt about that. But what really impressed me was that he did step up in the postseason. His one start against the elite Padre team. He pitched seven innings of great baseball and just really pitched well there. But the Cardinals are looking to him to be that number one ace for the next number of years to come so it, you're right it would take a very heavy package maybe a donaldson or a polanco from the twins um, and paying to, some of that contract to some of them right yeah <laughs> but also i mean it's such because i look at i think you hit it on the head 2.6 million in arbitration this year i mean that's right. that's just and it also reminds you of um how screwed up this system is but <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at 2.6 million in 2021 probably five six in 2022 and then you know seven eight nine ten maybe in 2023 so you're looking at like three years 18 million for jack flaherty something like that three years 20 million which is just uh ridiculous it's a great it's a great deal for the cardinals not for jack 
Um, and I'm sure if they yeah. extended him, that would be a hefty price too. But he's just a guy I really like. So I had to mention him. I'm hoping that he bounces back because he's one of my favorite guys, certainly. And I love his, uh, his little fastball slider combo there.